Hi, this is Gina Carruthers with Following Titus 2, Women Teaching Women, and we are entering the Christmas season. Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year. I have already started listening to Christmas music, and I know that along with the wonder of Christmas, the beauty of Christmas, and all the joy, there can come stressful times. So I want to uh, introduce our first one to you tonight, and it is Surviving Christmas Financially. So why not just dive right into the hot topic of what Christmas is the hardest, the hardest part of Christmas. So I have a guest with us today. Her name is Annalisa Franco. She's no stranger to you. You have met her through following Titus 2 Ladies on Track Bible Studies. She's been a writer, an editor, and also part of our podcast ministry in the past. Annalisa currently works full-time as a business operations manager for the tech giant Oracle Corporation and oversees indirect sales support for Latin America. Annalisa holds a Master of Arts in Administration Communication Arts from the University of the Incarnate Word and plans to continue her education at the doctorate level. She's a great coffee lover. As she would say it, she's a what a coffee bibber who believes the best time is spent making new friends and they are actively involved in our church here in San Antonio, Texas. Annalisa has a heart for multicultural missions and bivocational ministry. They are newly empty nesters, her and her husband, Oscar, and they reside uh, in the downtown area of San Antonio. So in her spare time, you may see her enjoying coffee at a downtown coffee shop or walking their two little dogs or being with her two adult daughters and their friends or riding bikes. Who knows? You Or you may see her at a farmer's market down there. So, Annalisa, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I guess probably one of the first things that I should have mentioned is that you and Oscar hosted our Financial Peace University at Calvary Church a few years ago. Yes. Yes, we've actually um, been Financial Peace University coordinators uh, two consecutive years at Calvary, and it was just a joy. And I want to give a shout out to all of our uh, former students um, out there that may be listening. And uh, I think it's really cool the journey that you and Oscar have made. Uh, You've been at Calvary how many years? Has it been 10 yet? Past 10, we're going on 11 yeah, years. that's what I was thinking. And I remember when you and Oscar first came to Calvary, um, without divulging too much information, <laughs> how much you've learned and how much God has blessed you, richly, richly yes. blessed your life financially. And um, I just remember sitting with you and Oscar at my kitchen table, working through your budget, and both of you all wondering how you're ever going to get financial success and God has truly blessed both of you. And I think that's just so neat. So as I was thinking about doing this podcast about surviving Christmas financially, I I know that you and Oscar have also gone kind of to a minimalistic lifestyle and you've taught Financial Peace University. So I thought, who is better to talk about this than Annalisa? So I would like for you to start off with some general statistics that you have researched and let's just kind of go from there and let's just kind of dive into this and learn what we can together and how we're going to get through this holiday season without regretting it in January, right? 
Right, right. So as I prepared to join you on this podcast, I did a little research. I found according to the National Retail Federation that Americans are forecasted this year to spend upwards of $942 billion mm. this holiday season. Emphasis on the billion, that's with a B. <laughs> so that comes out to about $832 per household on average. Of course, some people may spend more than that. Some people may spend less than that. But $832, that's that's quite a chunk of money. I don't know about you, but for me, that's right. quite a chunk. Exactly. Uh, especially when you consider what you can even remember that you received for Christmas last year. Right. <laughs> of that $832. <laughs> Well, you know, I've already seen Target and other Black Friday holiday shopping ads. I'm sure many of you have already seen them. And um, it seems that in October, 46% of holiday shoppers have already began purchasing. I would like for you to post in the comments below as you're listening to this podcast or on our Facebook page. If you have already started buying your Christmas presents, I know I have to confess that I have, but the only reason I have is because uh, it's okay. If you have <laughs> the only reason I have is because I don't, uh, I don't want the stress of buying at the last minute because I'm not a very good impulse buyer. Um, I'm terrible if, if I come to impulse buying and I think most of us are. So, you know, between the Facebook and Instagram ads, the social selling, it's no wonder that everybody gets stressed out. Right. And the research is actually showing that there's many reasons why people might actually buy early. Some of them are people are more concerned about staying within budget, given you know our recent mean that we're in an economic recession mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. A lot of shoppers are concerned about making that, let's just use that $800 figure, stretching out that $800 um, throughout sales through the fall season. Right, right. We overextend our finances and spend Christmas holidays dreading that what we're going to receive in January in the mail and the bills. You know, um, for years we have just... And I, I'm sure that even when your family was home and even now that they're not home, it really doesn't make any difference, but we just live our life that if we can't afford to pay for it, then we just don't get it. You know, and I'm not talking about maybe a vehicle or something like that, but we do have an agreement. I don't want a car at Christmas. That means we have to keep paying for it. <laughs> That's not a gift. <laughs> Right, right. But, <laughs> Some people may say it's the gift that keeps on right. giving. Now, what it's giving, we don't know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. but, yeah. So many people, I mean, find themselves in that situation where maybe they didn't have a plan, and they come to the last minute, and they're trying to buy for all these people. They forgot, you know, Susie and Sally, and they want to get a gift, and they've come to the end of that eight hundred dollars, mm -hmm, let's say. Mm -hmm. And so then they just start pulling out the credit cards and, um, you know, out of whether that's guilt or out of a need to want to buy for these people, um, you know, just without that plan in place, you put yourself in a position where you're more likely to go in debt over the Christmas holidays. And Annalisa, you can speak to this. I mean, I, my husband and I have done Financial Peace University years ago, but talk just for a moment about mentally the difference between laying down and I know most of us don't use cash now I mean most of us use our debit card um 
or or our bank card that gets points, whatever. But talk about a little bit the difference of when you're paying for it with cash or you know it's being deducted deducted out of the checking account versus you're charging it. Right. So what credit cards do really well is that they remove that sensation of money going away. And what it does is you, your brain understands that you're quote unquote floating money around. Right. That it's this in, invisible bucket of money that you can buy yourself time to purchase something and have it, you know, right then and there. And in the back of your mind, you think, well, you know, once next payday comes, then I'll just transfer money from here to there to everywhere. So credit cards give you that illusion that you actually have more money available to you to spend when the reality is it is an illusion itself. You don't actually have that money. And at the end of the day, you are going to be financially responsible for those charges. Right. And it's really interesting because there's something that, like you said, that happens when you throw that credit card down. It's like, I've got more money using this card than this bank card that I know what the balance is in that account. And it's not much. And that's certainly not healthy or a very good option. But thankfully, we do have some hope. So let's talk about what can take some stress out of gift buying during the holiday season, because we're about to come up for Thanksgiving and uh, Black Friday sales have already begun. And so talk to us about, you know, how can, how can we manage this Christmas holiday on a budget? And, and it's interesting because when we automatically think of budget, we think of dollars and that's what we've talked about up to this point, but let's talk about right. some options. Okay. So one of the, the, probably my top tip for taking stress out of gift buying is deciding in advance who you want to gift to. Mm -hmm. And notice I, I didn't say gift something to, sorry, not everything is tangible. You can give gifts that are an intangible. So it's important to remember that. When you make your list, decide who you want to gift to. And from a financial perspective, what is the budget mm -hmm. that you are not wanting to spend, that you have available to you to spend? Right. Because our priorities as Christians should be to take care of our families, right? right? So we're not going to use our rent or mortgage money to buy gifts for other people, right? So you have to decide that you're going to take care of your family first, make sure everything's taken care of. Mm -hmm. And with what's left out of that money, you can choose how you want to spend it to gift to other people. Now, um, oh, go ahead. Do you think that most people do this with their spouse um, or the person that shares the budget with them? Or do you think that they just do it on their own? I mean, I know it's every family is different, but in your financial peace experience, um, what did people say? Do they, do they like to do it together or is it just too stressful uh, as a couple to do it together? Well, from what I've seen, there's typically someone who is more free-spirited that, that likes to just go with the flow, mm -hmm. impulse buyer, you know, it's fun, it's Christmas, you know, worried about it later, it's Christmas, mm -hmm. you Grinch, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, and then there's the other person, the other spouse um, that is typically a little more, you know, wanting to be 
know what's how much money is coming out of where, you know, what's the bottom line number here. And then there are those individuals that are single households that, you know, if they are, they tend to be one or the other. And so they can oftentimes be a little bit at a disadvantage to not have the other partner balance them out a bit. Right. So it is, if possible, it is best to sit down with your spouse and say, these are the people we're buying for. Let's agree what we're going to spend in advance on these gifts for these people. And like we mentioned a while ago, how many times do we not even remember what was given to us? So right. it's it's important that we we invest, and I think this is the next thing you're probably going to talk about, that we can invest in the experience not the expense. Can you talk about a lot, that a little bit? Sure. Um, so I, I mentioned it a little bit ago where some of these gifts may not be tangible. Mm-hmm. And what is what does that mean? So uh, some options are going to be no-cost activities, low-cost activities, and high-cost activities. So some examples of no-cost activities are going to be your community-sponsored events, such as a tree lighting ceremony, um, Christmas parades. You know, you don't actually uh, have to just be a spectator. You can actually sign up (laughs) to participate in the Christmas parade with your um, representing your church or representing a cause that's important to you. Um, Other examples could be caroling. Mm -hmm. nightly Christmas traditions of maybe driving around the neighborhood and looking at Christmas lights. Those are no cost activities that, that allow you to invest time with people that you love. Time and Um, memories. Time and memories. Exactly. And you know, a lot of times when you're younger, you don't, and you're raising your family or just, just eat, like you said earlier, even if you're just a single person, you don't realize the memories that you're creating. A lot of times I have found through the years, the memories that we ended up creating with our family kind of happened on a whim. I don't know if you're, if it was ever that way with yes. your family. And then it's like, okay, well, we enjoyed doing that. Let's do that again this year. And, and we did it, you know, and then it was one thing, and it may be something as small as having s'mores the very first cold front that you have. Now, you'd have to be in South Texas to really understand the beauty of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. I've had some moments where my girls have mentioned to me activities that we did, such as um, having a puzzle out, a Christmas puzzle out on the table. And we would just, everybody just kind of sit around at the table. We'd have discussions and everybody's working on their corner of the puzzle. And to me, I mean, this was a Dollar Tree puzzle, right? It wasn't anything fancy, but that's what stuck out to my girls. And those are the memories that are sweet and precious. I have, um, it's funny because I have some of these little houses from, uh, I've probably had them. They're they're probably worth something, (laughs) but they could be worth (laughs) nothing. I don't know, but they, they don't have any sentimental value to me. They're these little houses that are, they're ceramic and glass and they were from Dillard's years and years ago. And my grandchildren love coming up to my library and they're on a shelf and they will ask Yaya, can I play with your little houses? And you know what? I want them to grow up 
remembering that they came to my house and played with these little houses and that they'll look back and go, you know what? Those were breakable. I remember breaking one of them and she, you know, she didn't get mad and, but yet they have that memory and those memories are just, they're just, they're just invaluable. It's the, the precious things of them. And you know what? You talked about doing that puzzle and I'm not against maybe, you know, watching those Hallmark Christi- uh, Christmas mu- movies together. That's fun to do. Uh, if you can get your, fa- if you can get your family to do it, you have two girls, so you can probably, but you probably know, so. <laughs> but it's fun when you do that puzzle and you turn the TV off and you've just got the Christmas yes. music playing and people are talking and, and not talking and they're just quiet together and, you know, just sweet memories. Totally agree. What are some of the um, low-cost activities that we could do, that we could be involved in? All right. So some examples of low-cost activities could be going to a Christmas hour at your local bowling alley Mm -hmm. or uh, ice skating rink, if if you're lucky enough to have one of those in your (laughs) area. Um, Some other things could be Christmas crafting. Um, One of my favorites is making the little reindeers out of candy canes, mm-hmm. you know, using the pipe cleaners and the googly eyes. And I know it's silly, but I mean, that's, it's, it's again, like you mentioned, the memories right. behind it. Uh, baking is always a fun one. Um, you know, and they make great gifts. So it's, it's two in one, right? You have that family time where you can, you know, bake some cookies, um, get yourself some Dollar Tree tins and, yep. and some handwritten cards and, those make great gifts for teachers, for your Sunday school teachers, neighbors. Um, and that's, it's just, it's a small gesture, but it, it can go a long way. And again, it's a low cost activity. Right. Um, Yesterday I was putting up my Christmas tree, my first Christmas tree. And I start early because I enjoy uh, the experience of putting up a tree and um, not rushing through it. So as I was putting this tree up, I have these little drummer boys and they have got to be, I made them with my mom before I was married and I was just a girl. So they've got to be 50 years old. (laughs) I mean, maybe not quite 50, but they're pretty close. They're old. And, and I've bought some new ones at Hobby Lobby that are look, you know, they look pretty and they're, they've got their, they have both of their arms on them still and, you know, their little drum and everything. But I still have some of those little drummer boys that the match, the arms were little matchsticks that we glued to them and the little arms maybe have fallen off and the little pom-pom on the head is crooked and barely hanging on there. But you know what? It just brings back those good memories that I had making those when I was just, I was probably 12 years old when I was making those with my mom and uh, I just can't part with them. And so that's, you know, to me, those are special things that, that are low cost activities that last for a lifetime that lasts a lifetime. But there are some high cost ones, Annalisa. So talk to us about some high cost activities. So hear me out here. With advanced planning and saving, you can take your family on a memorable vacation. Mm -hmm. Now, some of you might gasp and say, well, it's so expensive to travel during the holidays, right? But I would pose to you um, imagining yourself waking up on Christmas morning 
and a destination that your family has always wanted to go, but because you planned and saved for it, you are able to pay that premium to travel and provide this amazing experience for your family. So don't, don't shy away from taking a vacation because it's on the holidays and you're concerned about the cost. Again, here the key here is advanced planning and saving. I agree. Um, last year for our, our anniversary happens to fall at the Christmas season as well, which I do not recommend for anyone. Um, and we didn't know what to get each other. And so we agreed to uh, save our money and put it together as a gift towards to each other. And we bought um, Pentatonics Christmas uh, tickets for a live concert. And it was fantastic. It was an awesome treat. And it, it's, it's that, it goes back to that experience. It was expensive, but it was a memory that we really, really enjoyed. I know that after my brother passed away and he was my only sibling and uh, it was a very difficult time for our family. And we went on a trip that first Christmas after my brother Terry died. And it was good because we just needed something different at the Christmas time. And so there's a variety of reasons that you might want to take a trip at Christmas. But again, it's something that you have to, you have to plan for, you have to save for. And what that may mean is you don't take a summer vacation. Instead, you took your right. vacation at Christmas time. Well, there's always the option of no gifts. <laughs> Talk to and everyone gasped. <laughs> Talk to us about how could we have a maybe a, a no gift or a minimalistic gift, you know, Christmas kind of thing, without it being sad and so, depressing. <laughs> right, right. So one of the things that I've enjoyed about a no-gift Christmas is that the focus becomes on mm -hmm. other people, right? Outside of, of what, is the, what is the expression, the me, what is it? Me and so-and-so, us four mm -hmm. and no more. What's the expression? Oh, no. You know what the expression is? My okay, then I won't say it. <laughs> maybe, maybe outside of, uh, maybe my four and no more. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, the focus becomes on others. We move away from us four and no more. And we start uh, looking and seeing what are the needs of others around us. And if we think about the Christmas spirit, that's truly what it's right. all about is, is really others. It's not so much about us. So some ways that you can do a no gift Christmas is to adopt a family in your church um, you can connect with your pastors to identify maybe a family for you if you don't have a family in mind. Um, and I can speak out of personal experience with this. Um, several years ago, we were the recipients of a family that generously adopted us, quote unquote, and um, you know, we, we received a generous monetary gift from them. And we were able to purchase the gifts that were on our girls' wish list that maybe we might not have been able to purchase otherwise. No, I know we were not able to purchase right. otherwise. So you never know what a blessing you can be to sure. other people. Another option is to give a generous offering to Christmas for Christ. Uh, Christmas for Christ is a UPCI offering that supports our North American missions. So your offering can go a long way into investing into the lives of people that you may not encounter here on earth, but maybe one day you'll encounter them in heaven. 
happen. And it was because of an offering that you gave that supported a, a North American missionary to reach them. Another is to volunteer your time or donate money to a cause that's important to your family. So for me, this is, looks like feeding the homeless in downtown San Antonio or donating to the Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer Foundation. That's would be. And there are plenty of organizations like that that are worthy of contributions and um, just doing a little bit of research asking around too. I know one of my favorite uh, places to contribute to is the boys, uh, the lighthouse ranch for boys. And they do, uh, you can find them on the internet. They do an amazing work for troubled youth, troubled young men that have gone astray and, um, getting them back on the right path, helping them finish their education. Most of the time, getting them off of drugs and alcohol and, uh, out of a system that, has left their lives in, in shambles. So that is the Lighthouse Ranch for Boys in Louisiana. It's a great, great opportunity to give. And then options for minimal gifts are going, you may want to think outside the box for those options. Things like a personalized blanket. Maybe, you know, maybe you're not crafty, but there's plenty of shops on Etsy that will personalize a blanket for you. Or maybe you uh, look at pictures that you've got on your phone that you've told yourself a million times that you're going to print. <laughs> Maybe you look at getting those uh, put into a, a book. Or what is the, I can't think of what they're called. Are they called yeah, photo a books? memory book. Uh, you can get them on Shutterfly. You can get them on, uh, you can even, I think, even do them through Walgreens and Walmart. Right. So things mm-hmm. like that that are that are minimal, don't take a lot of space, but have that special thought that mm-hmm. went into it. And it's not about it's it, again, it's not about the cost of it. It's about being meaningful and being intentional with your gift right. giving. Right. But if you're going to buy some gifts, what tips can you give us? What ki- what tips can you give us to make this successful? So one of the things I've learned um, in our journey to becoming more financially secure is to be a good steward of our money, right? And it wasn't until we became good stewards of the little that we had that God opened the floodgates to bless us tremendously Mm -hmm. um, financially and, of course, spiritually. But it wasn't until we learned how to be good stewards of what we had. Um, And so I want to take that principle and apply it to your gift buying. So plan your purchases. Don't, you know, go to the store, browse and buy immediately. Mm -hmm. This can often lead to impulse buying and overspending. Um, You want to decide on a gift and then go search in stores. Or if you prefer online, you can do that as well. Another tip for shopping online is go ahead and amp up that online search with internet extensions such as Capital One Shopping or Honey, these are free extensions that can be downloaded into your web browser that will automatically search for promo codes and apply them at your checkout. So that's a way, a simple way that you can uh, be a little more savvy with finding those promo codes for free shipping or a percentage discount. Don't ever hesitate if you're buying something with Etsy or through a small business, asking them if they have a discount available. 
I've had people I know even with my Bible studies for following Titus 2 send me a text or an email and say, do you have a discount code? Um, so it doesn't, you don't lose anything to ask. Right, right. You have not because you ask not. That's right. My last tip for gift buying is to go stealth mode with Google Lens. This is an extension in the Google Chrome web browser. You'll right click on a photo of an item for purchase in your Google browser. You'll select search images with Google Lens and it will pull up instances You're of kidding. that same item and show you prices from other vendors. Uh, wow. so I've been able to purchase eggs. I kid you not, they are the exact same product, but possibly sold by another vendor at a lower price. Um, and so it's a really quick thing that you can do just to you know browse. Sometimes I've found things that were, you know, I thought were a great deal on Amazon, right click wow. photo, search with Google Lens and found it at Home Depot. And you know that they're <laughs> tracking every movement we make anyway. So what difference does it make? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, that sometimes people joke, and I, I think there's some truth in it, that if you want to get a good deal on something, right. you just need to start talking about what you would like to buy, and you'll start getting ads in your social media. <laughs> we know it's out there. <laughs> so... Well, you know, I know that probably no one on Alisa will do just one of these things that we've talked about today. They all mix and match and, you know, they'll, everyone's still going to probably buy gifts. But however we decide to celebrate Christmas, whether it's yes. to gift or not to gift, um, we have to remember that we've been given the greatest gift of all, and that is Jesus. And uh, sh you have a couple of scriptures written down here and uh, share, share your heart with us about how you feel about this topic as well. So like you mentioned, we've been given the greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The Bible says in James 1 and 17, every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change. 1 Timothy 6, 18 and 19 reminds us that we're to be rich in good works and to be generous and willing to share with others. So that furthermore solidifies the fact that we should be making Christmas gifting about other people, being rich in those good works and generous with other people. But most of all, God has given us, each of us, gifts that we can use for his honor and glory to spread the gospel. Romans 12 and 6 what greater gift can there be? There is no greater gift. He is the greatest gift. And throughout this Christmas holiday season and Thanksgiving uh, and Hanukkah, whatever it is that you, you celebrate, I want to encourage you, don't let it be just about the gifts. Let it be about the person that you're giving it to, the love and the expression that you give the gift in, and that it is a memory, that it's a memory that expresses your heart and your feeling. And you know what? You don't have to buy for everyone. I give you permission. <laughs> I give you permission that you do not have to buy for everyone. Don't feel guilty. And especially if you don't have the money to do it, there's other things just that we've mentioned that you can do. And most of all, in this holiday season, I want to encourage each one of you to include Jesus, include God in this journey of thanksgiving and Christmas and the birth of our Savior. 
That's what it's all about. And let us not lose sight of that. As we conclude here today, Annalisa, I would like for you to talk about um, the Total Money Makeover and Financial Peace University and uh, just give us some insight on that. Do y'all plan on maybe offering that at Calvary in the next year or uh, is it on the horizon or can we twist your arm? <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, can I put you on uh, the spot in front of the world? Yes, yeah, you can certainly put me on the spot. So uh, okay. I'll, I'll start off with your first question was uh, about asking a little bit more about the Total Money Makeover and Financial Peace mm-hmm. University. So the Total Money Makeover is a book authored by financial guru Dave Ramsey. Um, he's most known for phrases like cash is king. <laughs> um, but the premise of the book is to stop doing what hasn't been working for you and to completely Mm. give your money and how you handle your money, a total makeover and not just that, but basing it on biblical principles. So if you're interested in the total make giving your finances, a total money makeover, I highly recommend the book. You can find the total money makeover along with a workbook at RamseySolutions.com. You'll navigate to their store. They have that book and many more. Um, but the cost for that is uh, Total Money Makeover plus the workbook. The cost is $18.99 plus tax. And sometimes they run promotions on uh, shipping. It just, you know, just depends on the time of year that you buy. Um, it's 13 chapters long. Um, and you, I highly recommend it. Um, Oscar and I did it before we even thought about Financial Peace University. We did the Total Money Makeover. We read the book and completed the workbook together. And it was just eye-opening on how to create a budget. And so I thank uh, Gina and others for gifting us our first copy of the Total Money Makeover. Um, Then Financial Peace University is a nine-week course um, with an investment of $79.99. And yes, I understand that that cost can be high for some families, but let me encourage you of the tremendous value that you get out of that initial investment. You get access to uh, nine weeks worth of courses. It can be done in person or online. Um, the format that we held at Calvary was a, was one year we did it completely in person and the second year we hybrid. And that second year was the first year of the pandemic. So it was a very interesting time. But the benefits you get are the same regardless if you do it online or in person. And I think your last question was, is it on the horizon? Well, I think you're just going to have to stay tuned. (laughs) You mentioned, you know, I am in grad school again. um, Mm -hmm. And uh, so our time is a little bit limited. But I do have some ideas of what we could possibly roll out, whether it is a uh, in-person or online version of the Total Money Makeover or a full-blown nine-week course of the Financial Peace University, uh, whatever, uh, however we decide to roll it out, you can be sure that you can hear it first here. That's right. And I want to encourage you, if you're interested in participating in the Financial Peace University or the Total Money Makeover with Calvary uh, through following Titus 2, please send me an email at uh, g.caruthers, C-A-R-U-T-H-E-R-S, at followingtitus2, and that's the number two, dot com. 
and let us know. I, I was talking to Annalisa about this as we were preparing for our visit tonight, and we both agreed that sometimes it might be easier for people to do a class like this when it's hybrid and it's online, and you may not go to church with these people, and they might not know, you know, all the all the times you've tried to, you know, <laughs> fix your finances. And so, you know, you can go with people you don't know, and it can still be very helpful for you. So let me know if you're interested in that. And I want to close out tonight by, first of all, thanking Annalisa. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and sharing your time. I know how busy you are, and thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here. And I hope that the tips that I shared um, give everyone permission to enjoy their Christmas. Amen. That's the truth. And lastly, I would like to leave you with a favorite quote that my husband, David Carruthers, always says. And it ties in so well with this podcast today. It says, there is a gift in giving that cannot be received in receiving. So remember that during this holiday season and be creative in the things that you give to others. God bless you. And I hope you have a great week and I look forward to joining you next time for what we're going to explore in Christmas and how we will survive the holidays. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this devotion and podcast today. If you enjoyed it, we encourage you to please like it and share it with a friend. Visit us at Following Titus 2 for the latest Bible studies, resources, and devotions, and recipes. Don't forget that. Have a great day. God bless you.